Hi guys, welcome to episode 37 of the Manly Fat Podcast. We're back uh, with a guest who we had on back in July 2018, so coming up to two years ago. Um, that is James Connor, otherwise known as Connor. How are you, mate? I'm all good, mate. Thanks for having me on board today. Good, good. Uh, also, as ever, got producer extraordinaire, Roman Conrad. Good morning, Stu. Oh, that was smooth, that one. And we've also got... Welcome um, to Smooth Radio. Voice for radio. Face for radio, sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. And also, we've got uh, co-host Ross Hunter. How are you, Ross? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right, mate. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How's, how's lockdown been this week? Um, yeah, pretty much exactly the same as it was last week. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but with a bit more sun yeah well uh, yeah slightly slightly more sun um, and slightly shorter views from me I think that's uh, going to be how it goes as, as the weeks progress yeah. I've been alright with my temper this week to be fair been alright missus has been a bit up and down but yeah a bit touchy yeah you know when you, you walk in and she stares at you, and you're like, what the fuck have I not done? Or what have I done? Or what have I not done? You're, you're thinking about everything yeah. in your head quick, and you don't ask, because you don't want to know if you've made it, because you should know. That's just an amorous stare. That's a, lo- that's a loving stare, that. Uh, just run around the house quickly and do everything. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I, know, I know that stare, mate. I know that stare. It's like a question... It's like a question, what have I done? Oh, wait, what have I not done? What, what, what's, what's going on? What should I, yeah, what what should I have done? <laughs> <laughs> I find as well, I'm getting a little bit um, like frustrating at the moment. Last week, frustrate, I was frustrated a couple of days. Weirdly, weirdly very like, like mood swings between days, I think. But it's not like it's a progression towards the weekend where it get, gradually gets worse, like or better, or it's just like one day I wake up and for a couple of hours I'm like uh, frustrated and, and you know, um, snappy. Quick to anger, shall we say. But yeah. So lads, I did something with my guys on this that might help some of you lads as well. What I found is uh, I got mentored by a guy who talks about like protecting your confidence, having something to look forward to every day. Now, there's three things that I do every day. Now, these three things for me are all pretty much personal, like fitness related. It doesn't mean it has to be for you guys. But like three things I like to do every day is go for, or one of the three things, should I say, is I like to go for a run, sauna in a steam room and lift weights. Now, when this all touched down, this lockdown, literally two and a half things were taken from me that I could do every day like things that I'd look forward to doing that helped me feel good about myself. Because I'm nearly 17, 18 stone, I can't run every day. It's just going to knack on my knees. So what I, I really struggled for the first five days. And like I do this journal where I put about three things that I enjoyed from the day. And I literally couldn't write anything. So what I did, this took me about five days to come up with a list of 10 things I can do at home that I can do just for me. And since I've started doing that, I think I've only had one bad day in the last three weeks. And the one bad day, guess what? 
I didn't do anything on that list. I thought you were going to say you had a fake wedding or something on that bad day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a fake wedding. I've not mentioned that yet. I had a not fake on the podcast. wedding. Recommend- no, fake wedding. You've got to have a fake wedding. That's, that's the way to do this uh, C19. <laughs> So can you can you share anything that's on that, that, that? Can you give that as an example list? Can you share that? What's what's on that? Yeah. List? So what I did. So the ten things I put down were. Um, I'm gonna start. You don't have to do all ten things. It's just one of the ten things. So, one was learn Spanish. Still not started that yet. I've got two business books. I've started reading them. Um, reading Pilates again. Um, it's, this is a weird one. I love just sitting in the back garden without my phone or the take my phone out i put it on airplane mode and just listen to music and i love that just being out in the back garden chilling and just what watching the world go by even though nothing happens in your garden like i find that really relaxing and calming i've started doing meditation breathing exercises that's how just clear my mind a little bit and then the other one's a bit of a geeky one uh, I love traveling, so I love looking at country flags and where I want to go to next when this all comes down. So I'm like looking at places I want to go and start watching a few travel shows and that. Yeah. Okay. Just going back to that point, Connor, about um, taking time out of your day during lockdown to do things for yourself. Um, I think it's really important that, um, that we kind of plan our day still uh, and try and get a semblance of routine um, what would you recommend that, that, that guys do when looking at things to do for themselves so obviously you, you listed a couple of things that you do but what other things you think that, that, that guys could do so again that's about finding out your hobbies and it's about what you love so it's a, it's not something someone can tell you what to do it's a case of you working out what your hobbies were so I've mentioned it to a lot of clients like literally I reckon I'm 10, 20 clients I spoke to about this. And a lot of them, when I first mentioned it to them, literally go blank. And they don't know what they do for themselves to enjoy themselves, if that makes sense. Since they've done that now, and we're rolling on a few days, some people have just got back, like, doing a bit of drawing. Uh, people have gone back reading books. And then... One person's gone sewing or something. I don't know what it's called, where they do all that fiddly stuff with the hands and that. So, yeah, it's, that's crochet. the one. Crochet. So, yeah, it's about finding... It's <laughs> Can't wait to see them all, mate. Can't wait to see them all. So, yeah, it's, it's about you finding what you enjoy, and it's not something someone can tell, because we all like different things at the end of the day, don't we? Yeah, yeah no, so, yeah. But let, well, let's do it. Let's let's make a commitment now between the three of us, yeah? So we'll start with you, Roman. I, will, I want you to tell me three things that you're going to start doing, um, either on a daily basis or over the course of a week or a few days, that you're going to start doing for yourself. Right, OK. Well, I've started one, uh, which I'm really enjoying at the moment. I'm start, I've started back reading, um, which uh, I've just read Liquid Thinking by Damien Hughes, the professor we had on um, uh, on the podcast absolute brilliant book um and i'm also halfway through the other book that we uh interviewed the author of which was um mark simmons um i'm halfway through his book now his book is fantastic uh difficult read in some areas because it's very graphic um but absolute brilliant book so i actually enjoy my books so i want to try and 
keep continuing because she's she's when she moved in she brought a library of books uh and she's a fiction person i'm a non-fiction person but she's got a lot of darren brown books that i won't mind having a read of um so i'm enjoying reading switch my tv off um things nine o'clock in bed read for a couple of hours that's i'm really enjoying that obviously like you said i enjoy running but can't run every day so i'll then um counter that with a good walk so every day I'll either go for a run or a walk, honestly, just to get out of the flat. Because obviously you've got, you guys have got luxury of a garden. I have not. Um, and just to get out walking, that's that's a joy every day. It really is. So, um, Roman, what I would do, if you there's two things there, or three things that you build in. One, you should, you've got a great end of the day with reading your book. And I would actually encourage you to go out first thing in the morning because you've started your day off good then as well. Yeah. Well, the, me and the missus are actually talking about, because uh, I say she, just before the lockdown, she wanted to join your class, Connor. Um, and I was just getting back into the class. Um, and it's just now hit us hard. It's missing it. So I'm trying to emulate uh, your classes every morning, every, or trying to emulate every morning. The body weight on a Monday, hit on a Tuesday. Well, we're not doing running because I can't run in the flat, but we're doing, she's in the yoga. So we're going to do yoga on a Wednesday. Strength on a Thursday, box on a Friday. She's loving the boxing, by the way. Um, oh, good, mate. And then on a Saturday, I'm going to go for a long run while she does a long, a long yoga session because she loves a little yoga. Um, good. Uh, she's got an exercise bike as well. She uses that, but it's a bit too small for me, so I can't, I can't really use it. Um, and it's uh, that's again, like you say, start your day off positive. That's if I can. Okay, if I can do that every day, do a form of exercise in the morning. And then read at night, then that's perfect for me. What about you? What about you, Ross? Tell me your three things. Either if you started them, or if you want to start them, or you uh, think that you might want to start them. Um, exercise is severely lacking at the moment, to be fair. Um, been out for a couple of runs in the last four or five weeks. Yes, mate. Ross? The thing with the things you enjoy doesn't have to be exercise. That's what people make a misconception for. If it feels yeah. like it's something you've got to do, this idea of doing three things. You yeah, enjoy. no, and it, it, that's what I mean. Mine's, mine's quite difficult. Things I like doing, I, I, we did something I've done that I've just not done for ages, um, is like jigsaws and puzzles. So the, little, the, the girl got a little, um, you know, on these where you've got like, little, like a bit like Tetris blocks. And you've got them, and you've got to try and put them back into the puzzle. And there's there's only one way that'll go back in if you've done it. So many different, like it's got thousands of different results. But if you put two pieces in, you've then got only one result to come out of it. Um, and I sat and did that last night, and I was there for probably about an hour. Yeah, um, and for me to concentrate on anything for an hour is just unbelievable. Yeah. And I was like, and it, like Claire shouted me, she went, "Got you!" And I haven't got the patience for things like that. And I went, "No, no, have I normally?" But I, um, quite enjoyed having that little bit of it still beat me i still couldn't get there but i said i've, I've left it because there's no way it's going to beat me i'm going to go back and finish <laughs> it but um I, I just it was good it was actually it was it's not killing time it was it was quite quite interesting i enjoyed doing that um i enjoy a bit of time on my computer um but then that kind of it because i enjoy going on my computer it stops me exercising so i tend to go right okay if i'm if I'm going on my computer, I'll go and do some exercise. So I'll give myself a reward for going and doing it. That's how I tend to work it. Um, and then, I don't know, outside of those two, jigsaws, stuff like that. I'd, like I say, I would say reading. I've started to read a book a little bit more. Um, 
called How to Negotiate Like Your Life Depended On It, <clears throat> which is really good. Um, but I've not, I, I, I just find it so time consuming, especially I'm still working. So working all the way through, as soon as I've finished, the kids and the wife obviously want to see me because I've, I've been literally locked in the kitchen all the time. Um, and then it's quite it's quite hard to find the time for me to read a book. Whereas I just want to kind of chill out and watch a bit of telly, have a bit of downtime. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's, I, I, I don't mind it. I just haven't got the time for it to be fair. It just takes too bleeding long, but yeah, that's, I haven't really got another one on top of that to be fair. You have got the time for it, mate. Just stop watching a series, an episode of whatever, and then uh, just, you know, make that into that 45 minutes that you watch or of uh, an episode. Just turn it onto reading time. Right, Stu, what about you? Um, I don't know, really, to be fair. I have started reading a little bit. Um, I'm trying to stay away from, which is a weird thing to do at this point in time, but trying to stay away from my phone as much as possible and the computer as much as possible, because like Ross, I'm still working, so I'm on the, I'm on the laptop all day, um, at least three days a week. So I'm trying to have a bit of downtime away from electronics. Um, so yeah, I've started to read um, Andrew Shannon's fiction book, Before and After. So oh. Andrew Shannon, if anyone knows Shan, uh, was the founder of Manly Fat. Uh, we had him on a podcast in the early days. He's released a, a fiction book called Before and After, which weirdly, he's obviously some, uh, whether it's just good timing or he had some kind of prophecy. It's about um, the end of the world. <laughs> uh, so it's about a, a, a severely obese guy who um, basically can't leave his house and the world ends and he has to lose weight to try and get out to, to save his life. Uh, it's really good. It's really interesting. It's not a long read, um, but yeah, I, I would definitely recommend that. So reading is one of the things that I would want to try and uh, structure into my day. Um, I think that I've, I've enjoyed going out for walks. Um, I quite like going out at the end of the day to go for walks because the, the streets are a bit quieter and I quite like the eeriness of it all because you don't really see any cars, don't really see any people. Um, yeah, because even like Christmas Day, it's not even that, that quiet, is it? Yeah, I quite like the eeriness of it. Uh, maybe I'm just weird in the end, but yeah, I quite like the eeriness and the, and the kind of weird atmosphere that's out on the streets when there's nobody about um so yes yeah, so i quite like doing that as well um and the third one i don't know i think i'm gonna have to try and find something i see i like to in normal times i like to sit in a cafe and just people watch for an hour and just watch the world go by um which you can't really do at the moment because the world ain't going anywhere um <laughs> And if you sit in your front doorstep, you'd have to wait four hours to watch wait for someone to walk past, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And even then, they'd be at least a minute or two weeks away. So. Why don't you just put, <laughs> put a, a feed of CCTV footage off it on YouTube or something like that, just people watch from there? Yeah. I wait a minute. When, you, when you're normally people watching, you mean you're closer than two metres? That's called stalking, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the people. <laughs> hey, well, one thing yeah. I would mind doing... Um, but again, I don't want to do it because it's just a counter, counter. I don't know. I'll let you guys be the judge of this, right? 
I wouldn't mind having to go up baking just because I've never done it before and I just want to, you know, enter that realm of something I've not learned in the kitchen and trying to bake healthy goods. Now, I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to bake it. I'm going to eat it all in one sitting. Yeah. It's not going to be healthy, is it? Because I've just had a slab of... I think as well, though, what you've got to think, forget forget this, the time that we're in right now is sometimes looking at your mental health is just as important. So if you were to bake that cake as a one-off thing and then didn't do it again for another two or three days, that's probably okay, mate. If you were baking, like I know some people baking every day and I'm like, that go, wow, you're going to be a diabetic by the end of this. Because they're doing like proper sugary baking. But if you enjoy it, why not do it? So obviously, Connor's been doing a few memory fat talks. Yes. Over the course of the last couple of months. Uh, I think I think that the your first one was um, literally the day that we shut down, a lockdown. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It was, it was a really Friday. Nice. It was a yeah. Friday the 13th. It was really, really well timed, that, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I said that when we were planning it. I went, this, this has got so many wrong things that stood next to it. Friday the 13th, going you're there, into lockdown. You're there having a party going, listen to these tunes, guys. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yes, yeah, so that was your first one, wasn't it? And then you've done a, a, a couple of Yeah, so the first and... one was barriers to exercise which had to be sort of rewritten in the space of, I think Boris came on at five o'clock with the announcement and I had to call it like rejig everything very quickly. But uh, yeah, that was barriers to exercise and little battles you have there. And during when you start training and then I've done two football fitness ones now and then a genuine, just a normal fitness one. Yeah, so they're all on the Facebook page, aren't they? One that- one um, thing I always wanted to ask is because I have become a little bit more rotund um, and trying to get back into exercise. I went for I went for a run the other week and I think I did about 4K. Now, 4K should have been a walk in the park for me. Um, and I was I finished it. I was out of breath. I was knackered. Next morning, forgot I'd gone for the run and that day and nearly collapsed on the first step going down it when like the doms hit my thighs. Oh, mate, I was in so much pain. And then it's that kind of a question is, do you kind of see that when you get people that are exercising for a, for a first time of the, oh God, I'm not doing that again. I could, I could barely walk for about four or five days. It was impossible. Do you know what I mean? What's your advice to people for that kind of, because it hurts. It, it does hurt. It, it's not. And if you're completely not used to it, you've not had that sensation before. You think you've probably done some damage wise because it's painful. It's really yeah. sore. Um, so just kind of how do you get past that with clients how, what's the, the kind of advice you could give to them for things like that so we're doing someone starting out like yourself then Ross or getting back into it should we say my advice yes, is always to leave wanting to do more so when I first start someone training in the gym there's two type of people <laughs> I know there's more personality types and all that but what I find is two I always try and get everyone to stop after 20 minutes, maximum half an hour. Then ones that stop after 20 minutes or even shorter than that or even half an hour, nine times out of 10, always come back. The ones that are adamant doing a full class because of their ego, should we say, 
are the people I never see again. Because like you said, Ross, the next day they're too sore, they're aching. So they've left the gym probably feeling really good. Or you probably felt good after you did your run, maybe. I don't know. But because you're so sore for not maybe one, two, three days, when you you suddenly forget that feel-good factor because you're in so much pain. So it's better. I always tell people, little and more often is better rather than doing one great session and not seeing you ever again. Yeah. It's just simple guidelines I give. So if you want to say what advice would I give to you personally, because I've probably a lot of lads can relate to that is, next time you get out of a habit of exercising and you go for a run, just go for three minutes and come back and just make sure you do it the next day. Or, just to kickstart it again. Yeah, or run, walk. Because a lot of people say, well, what's the point? Because within four weeks' time, you'll be doing three or four K every day or three or four times a day. Whereas how long ago did you go and do that run? Oh, yeah, ages. Do you, think, do you think people are very quick to, um, you know, comment on the negatives? It's like, you know, like you say, running, walking. I, I did exactly that the other day. I, I did 8K, but I stopped at six and I walked for 10 minutes. Um, and when I got home, I, f- I fail, I failed because I walked. But then I didn't actually realise, well, no, I've done 45 minutes exercise. Do you think people are too quick to do that? I am. I, I definitely am. So me running and doing that three and a half, 4K was something that I'd have I'd have probably run to my three and a half four K and then run back. And I didn't. I drove there. This is pre lockdown. Um I drove there, um, got out, did my run, and I hated myself of how hard I found it. I found it really, really, really difficult. Um and I was so pissed off with it because it was something that should have been easy. Um I should have just blitzed it shouldn't have been an issue i could have done i should have been able to done five times that easily Um, but but. so what you've got there ross is on a personal level is you're comparing yourself to how you were in the past and if it's something you stop doing you shouldn't do that because you can't do that that's that's the problem it's coming coming back into it again is probably more difficult. And I suppose I need to have the same mindset as when I lost all my weight originally is when I was doing it first time round, I was the biggest I'd been. So though, because I was the biggest I've been, I'm only going to improve. Whereas now I'm slightly, well, not being, I'm not going to not be honest, is slightly embarrassed that I'm not where I was. Do you know what I mean? And then I've, I've, I'm slowly, like I said, I think last week on the podcast, there's something starting to click with me where I'm, I'm going, right, okay, well, sack it. Do you know what I mean? It, it, the way I try and look at it is, yeah, you, you might go swimming. Um, and I, when I used to go swimming, I used to always wear a T-shirt when I went swimming. And one day I went, I went and I went, oh, fuck this, I'm taking my T-shirt off. And I, I, I did that just because I thought to myself, I don't care what I'm looking like now. I'm only trying to improve me. I'm only going to get better with day by day by day. And I don't, I'm not bothered about where I am. And that was, that was a massive, I still remember it. It was like a massive pivotal thing when I, I took my t-shirt to go swimming with it. Um, obviously we can't go swimming at the moment. Um, and I went, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to wear it. So I probably need to get back to that. Cause I was thinking about, I think about going for a run and then going for a run. I, I went to put on a, put on a t-shirt the other day, uh, one of my old fitness t-shirts and mate, I look like the Michelin man 
putting that t-shirt on it was it was just bad it was real bad and i was like christ this used to be a bit baggy on me um and it's that self-embarrassment as well i think because especially doing something like this doing a, a man v fat podcast i i don't i prefer to be coming on saying looking like rob and going do you know what i mean i've, I've done well i've kept my weight off i'm i'm doing I'm 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 looking all right, and then I'm going fucking hell. This is I'm not representing very well here, am I? So, but then again, maybe I'm, I am representing normal. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I just want to pull you up on that, there, um, Ross. I think you represent it absolutely perfectly. Agreed. So can absolutely I? Absolutely. I, I think there'll be I think there'll be guys listening to this who can relate so much to what you've just said, yeah. and I'm one of them. I mean, um, and I think that represents that represents what this kind of weight loss thing is that you're not always going to get to where you want to be and stay there you're just going to be peaks and troughs and it's about looking at the, the, the full big picture of it yeah, so yeah and Ross, i find it i'm finding it harder sorry go on Connor. what i think you need to do just to help you specifically with where you're at and i think this might help a lot of lads is you like can, a counseling session this, yeah i like it <laughs> you're you're <laughs> Stated on what you were rather than where you're going and you're comparing your old you you wouldn't go and compare your running or your late weightlifting to me because why would you do that it's, it's not you so fitness yeah, beat you. yeah 100% <laughs> so <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is when you come back to training or starting to training your goal setting needs to be different. Like it needs to, the bar needs to match, shouldn't be here. It should be here. Can I just yeah, turn no. up twice a week? Can I get 10 minutes in? Can I get five minutes of continuous running? Can I get three minutes? Because what you do when you do that, you then leave the run feeling good about yourself rather than when you did the run, because you're comparing yourself to the old you, is you come away with a shit feel-good factor. Sorry, I don't know how to swear on yeah. it. A rubbish feel-good yeah, factor. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So you, when you change that goal of what it is, let's go specific with running, that's what you want to get back into, you need to change the goal. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm probably a complete all or nothing. Um, that's just me. So I'd, I'd prefer to go out and just run until I, my, my legs are falling off. And that's probably the wrong, my wrong attitude to it. Whereas, that, you see, you're exactly right. Because I left that three and a half K going, how, how have I only done three and a half K? And how am I this done in? Um, so so with what we know run. now, what would you change? Just not run. <laughs> no, well, that's a, that's, and that, no. No, no, that's a serious question. No, I'm so joking. I'm no. joking. But would you would you want to run again? Oh yeah, I do. I do want to run again. Okay. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think it's just is it, I pushed myself and pushed and pushed it quite hard. Um, I was still doing sub six minute k's when I was doing that, and for the first kind of run, that's I know it's not rapidly. It's, it's still ten ten k in an hour type thing, but. Um, I was still relatively happy with my speed. I just wasn't happy with the, the how hard I found it. And I think what I need to do is just, if I'm going to do that again, is just go out, relax it, just take it a little bit easy and just take my time with it and just not expect instant results, I suppose. You're results-based driven, aren't you? 
yeah so i want to see better times better distances um okay. can't measure both straight away so which one's more important here uh see an improvement on my time that is that is my if i'm if i'm only running 1k i like to be able to say okay i've run my 1k in six minutes 27 seconds the next time i go out and i run my 1k i want to see it in six minutes 25 seconds i want to see do you know what i mean i i, I need that results and I, I need to be able to see something factual yeah so I Ross, have to, that's that's what keeps just, me going just set your goals now you just done it as simple as that why not just uh, go out for 1k see what you did there see what time <laughs> you get and then when you're ready build up and then you'll it's, leave it, it is, I, and do you know what? You you are right. It's just really difficult for me. It's like we like we just mentioned in the boxing before, and you said Ron that Jen really like the boxing on a Friday. Yeah. Um, I know the missus. Missus loves it. Um, she loves. Sorry, loves you can call her Claire. We... It's not what I'd call her after this last <laughs> week. I'm telling you. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was because I said to her, so let's go out and do some boxing. Just while you were talking, I jumped on mute because she was in the kitchen. Yeah, um, I'm seeing you have a little look around your shoulder there to see she was just stuff behind you. I'm brave when she's not in the room. Um, so yeah, I just said, come on, let's go and do some boxing. And in my head, I was like, right, we're going to do an hour, an hour and a half session. And that's what I thought. Generally, when I just spoke to her about it, is that if we're doing it in pairs, I can hold the pad, put the boxing bag up. Um, she can she can do some boxing while I'm doing press-ups, sit-ups, whatever, um, and just do like a mini workout. But then you kind of flip that a little bit for me because what I'll do is I'll probably still do the boxing, but let's do 20 minutes. Do you know what I mean? And just let's just take it 15 minutes because 15 minutes of boxing is still pretty rough if you've ever done proper boxing. It's hard. Um so I might do that instead. It's just take it slowly, slowly, catch your monkey. That's so another thing. idea with a boxing as well, mate. You could just do the pads, see how many punches you can get before you get out of breath and stop there, make a note of that number. And that's some way you're going to monitor that for the next few weeks. Yeah, because that's one thing I don't do when I'm doing a workout. So if I'm if I'm sat at home doing, there's, there's millions. There's your own videos on there, Ron, um, Connor, as well, on like your, your fitness ones. Um, and what I don't do is, and that's probably why I find them a little bit, no disrespect, don't mean yours in general, I just mean in general, I find the, the videos a little bit boring because I, ha I personally haven't got something I can measure. So when I go for a run, I've got Strava on and I can see all my times and I've got my times going back over years and years and years. And I, it does the same distances and it does all that piece. Whereas when you're doing your workout, I don't write anything down. So for instance, I've got, weights all down the side of me here and it's like i i know i used to be able to do a certain workout with 10k dumbbells do you know what i mean throwing them around and i'd be able to do it i bet i couldn't do it with the 2k dumbbell at the moment um but it's that that kind of i think you're right for me i need to record so if i'm doing boxing how many punches can i do in two minutes um that kind of a thing so yeah no thank you i just want to mention on something as well um in terms of the, the, the time you said, you know, you, you've got, you want to do an hour and a half workout. I, I did, um, I've been going slow with Jen and uh, with the boxing. And literally, I did a quick warm up with her, five minutes. And I was thinking, right, how long are we going to take this? I'm, I'm just going to concentrate on her jab, doing technical classes. I'm going to work on a jab first time. Uh, an hour had passed, literally an hour had passed so quick. And I, I was like, wow, next, next, next day we did crosses. 
And again, the hour just flew, just just simply just concentrating on a technical thing. And she still, she woke up this morning and she went, my abs hurt. I says, because that's boxing. You you use your core, you, 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 your arms are just puppets for your body. That's that, that's boxing, it's about movement. Um, she's like, good. And she was sweating, It was, but it, was, it, was, it didn't feel like a, an intense workout, but it was actually perfect for what she needs. And I think that I think you're right. Is is there? Is it's not intense. And I'm, and I want to feel like I did after my run. Do you know what I mean? I want to feel like I've given everything. And that's why I I wanted to, going back to the original question of um, how how do you get round that? And I think you've done a really good answer on that for me. Is stop kind of um, to summarise it is don't expect where I was and don't kill myself because I'm not hitting it and just start slowly, slowly. Ross, Ross, let me just ask you, ask you a question here. So, you said that you're comparing yourself to the best you. Your best times, how you felt about yourself when you f- you were at your, your, your fittest. Do you compare yourself to the worst you? No, because the reason why I don't um, is that first time round, when I was at my largest, Nobody, nobody thought I'd be able to lose the weight. No one, even my wife said, you're not going to do it. Here's another fad. Um, and I went, you know what? Fuck you. Excuse my language, but I did. And I, I hammered it um, and then lost all my weight. Whereas this time, I'm, like I say, I'm feeling a little bit more embarrassed because I got down to that weight and I've put it back on. Not all of it, but I've put it back on. So now I'm finding it harder for me to be able to go, do you know what? Hold my hands up. Yes, I put weight on. And yes, I'm going to do something about it because it, it, do you know what I mean? It's a bit weird. It's a bit like I haven't got my own, the, the kind of negatives on the people saying, oh, you're not going to be able to do it. Do you know what I mean? Because that drove me. Yeah, yeah like, you, haven't got, you haven't got any de- de- detractors. And I, I, I get that. But what you have got is you've got, you've got to look at it as a spectrum of where you are on the spectrum. So one end of the spectrum is you at your heaviest feeling shittiest and you at your lightest feeling the fittest you've ever felt. And you're somewhere on that spectrum. And that's yeah. the way you've got to look at it. It's not that, well, I'm so far away from where I, where I got to initially. Yeah, you are, but you're also so far away from day one. You might, you know, you, you, you might be so many, and however you want to measure it, whether you're talking regarding running yeah i'm so many minutes away from my best ever run yeah you are but you're so far away from your worst ever run as well yeah so ross there's two things to look at there for yourself as well mate you can look at the language you're using to talk to yourself which is so important or you can look at another reason why you probably haven't gone back to running yet is you don't know why you're doing it well the the running pieces i've got got the marathon coming up um and i like that little bit of pressure to be fair is uh, even if i'm even if i'm going to walk it when in october isn't it wrong yeah because they moved it um so i've got five months do you know what i mean and i like the idea that people say you can't train for a marathon in five months or whatever and i'm like i'll 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 do it <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what i like about you um, Ross, because in my head, and I'm sure in Connor and Stu's head right now, is I know that you can do that marathon because I'm going to be doing it with you. I know in my head I can do it. And it was one thing that in Liquid Thinking, the book by Damon Hughes, he always say, he, he says, don't ever think about trying to achieve it. Think about being at the end, being the end result, being achieved it. Think about crossing that finish line. How do you feel? It's like when you, feel, when you, when you said about going for a run, 
don't feel about how crappy you feel. Feel about, well, I've just run. Feel I've, I've, I've achieved what I've done. And use that mindset before you mindset before you even go out. Mm. It, it completely work, completely changes the aspect. It completely works. Yeah, and I, I, like I say, I'm because I'm so numbers and, and target driven. I think me changing my mindset to be a case of like you just said there, Rom is. All right, I've gone out and I've done I've done six minute running today, but it's still another step on that ladder, ladder towards the goal of the the marathon. So another way you could do that. Ross, how many times do you want to go out running before your marathon? Oh Jesus! If if I was to be realistic, yeah, realist. What what I feel what I feel I should be doing is at least three runs a week. So that's the and language you talk off. to yourself. Is I feel I should be. That's already a negative thing you're saying, self. So you're probably not going to do it. Yeah, so, true. So when I go back to saying why is it you're doing it? Why is it you want to do the marathon? Because I've never done one, and I want to have that. Once, once you've done it, no one can ever take it away from you. That's yeah, for I me, believe. it's about completion. It's about that pride. I've right. completed a marathon. It's completion. So, what benefits do you get from that accomplishment? Bit of pride, bit of pride in me, I suppose. Um, and yeah, I suppose it's one of those things that people always say. Why do you run a marathon? Because you've got something to talk, tell to people at a party. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, it's stupid. So, no, that's not stupid. <laughs> so now you've got your why, mate. So now you want to go running because you want to tell people about what you've done. And there's nothing wrong with that, mate. That's inspiration. You're more likely to want to go out now running and your language has changed at the conversation that you're having in your head. I notice when I speak to a lot of people, whatever word you want to use, carrying tyres, big bones, whatever, it's the language they use, which is the key to change in your mindset and the way you speak in your own head and having that why, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You sound more likely that you're going to go out running now than what you did 20 minutes ago. Yeah, exactly. How, how do you feel about it all, Stu, with your mental attitude? Because you're, you're quite a positive person. Um, I personally think you can keep it hidden away a little bit, um, knowing, you, knowing you as I do. Um, when it comes to the, how do you motivate yourself? Do you find it difficult? Right, right now, zero motivation. Um, I've come to the conclusion that, I'm, well, it's more of a hope than a conclusion, but I hope that that's going to come back. Um, I think that it will come back. I think. I don't know, Connie, you might be able to, to, um, to touch on this as well. You mentioned right early on before about being in the habit of exercise and being out the habit of exercise. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you how common that was. Say that again, Stu. Just how common it is for your clients and clients you've worked with in the past to... Or we're going to say fall off the wagon as such. Yeah. Um, fall out of the habit of exercise. Yeah. Um, and how you jump back on the wagon. So again, it comes back to what I was saying to Ross, you've got to know why you're doing it. If you haven't got a reason why you're doing it. I'm, I'm very, and you'll know this, Connor, I'm not 
as data driven as what what Ross is. Yeah, exactly. I'm more, I'm more driven by how I feel a about myself, um, and I'm not massively competitive um, off the football pitch. I think <laughs> as the guys will testify. Um, but off the football pitch, I'm not massively competitive. Um, with other people, particularly in the gym, I'm not hugely competitive. Um, and it's just, how would you, what advice would you give me to motivate to get back on the wagon when I necessarily can't measure progress as well as what Ross does? You mean it doesn't suit the personality type that you are? Yeah, it doesn't suit my personality yeah, to be so like, cool. I've got to go beat that, that run. So... You can do the way you look at it, like looking forward. I think that might suit you. Is where is it you want to be? I'd like to be post where I was when I felt my best. The same, same conversation that Ross be. had looking back at the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Once you've been there, you want a taste of it again, don't you? So there's another way to look at it. So you want to be there. So you want to go there. Why is it you want to go there? Um, I want to go there again. As in, what are the driving factors? No, why do you want to be there? As in, what what do you get from being that? Well, you just you just feel better. You feel better as a whole. You feel you, you offer more of a package to everybody around you. So, who benefits from it then? Well, mainly me. Yeah. Who else um, benefits? I feel better. But yeah, I think I think that. Um, obviously, my life benefits, obviously benefits from me being in a better place um, physically because yeah. that also puts me in a little bit of a better place mentally, or a lot of a better place mentally, if I'm honest. Um, also, I think that I perform better in my job. I don't know whether that's true, but I feel as though I do. Um, and just general happiness. Okay, Sam. Now, this is a very interesting question, and a lot of blokes will really struggle talking about feelings. I 100% do. I'm probably the world's worst at it. But when you ask yourselves questions, what benefits do you get staying with where you are right now? Um, it's an easier life. It's an easier life. And how do you benefit from having an easier life? I have to think about it as much. You don't ask I'm, me. I'm a, I'm a guy who probably um, will always take the easy option. I wouldn't say I'm lazy, but I have elements that can be quite lazy. Okay, cool. So, when you say you want to get back on it, so they're the benefits of staying where you are right now. And that's what you want, yeah? Yeah. So, the reason where you want to go back to is there, which was when? Probably about 12 months ago. Okay, cool. So, how did you get there and what did you enjoy doing? I got there by forming habits. Um, habits that I just didn't think of. I would get up and... and, and, and um, Go and train every morning. I would add little bits of extra exercising during the day where I could, um, and I would go for a walk pretty much every night. Okay, cool. So, if I was to ask you yesterday, 
this is an interesting go get back to self-care and get your motivation back. What three things did you enjoy about yesterday? So yesterday, so Saturday, so yesterday, what, what was good yesterday? So I enjoyed doing my, the family quiz. Yeah. It was quite good. Um, I, what else did I do yesterday? Um, I got up and I cooked breakfast, which was quite nice. Yeah. Quite enjoyed cooking. Um, that's probably it. Okay, cool. So they're the things you need to work out. You need to get your three things that you enjoy every day and get the mojo back. I think you need to delve in deeper, which we probably can't do in the next 20 minutes, half an hour of this podcast. <laughs> but your you, why is why you're training. I don't think you really know why. Like, yeah, you, you will benefit and your wife will benefit, but what, what benefit is that? What is it that you get? And until you answer that, you're not going to get motivation. You're not going to get to form that habit because you don't know why you're doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Every person I trained always lose their way when they can't answer this one question. And it's not an easy question to ask. Like, why are you doing this? Like Ross has said, I want to tell people at a party. So he can visualize him doing that marathon and then go and telling people at the party and loving telling people about it. So you need to find your no, why. Good. And until you find your why, you will stay there. Or you mm-hmm. won't keep it for a prolonged period of time. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because when you were doing well, you had a very good why, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, initially, to kickstart, was obviously I got married. So that was initial my why I wanted to feel good and look good in wedding photos. And I think that I went I went well beyond that. Um, so you now need to find a new why. Yeah. Have a fake wedding, mate. Oh, you're gonna Have say a fake new wedding. wife then? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Have a fake wedding, Love mate. It. It's all the rage. The um this has really turned into a proper counselling session, hasn't it? Yes, sorry guys. <laughs> No, no, but this is but Connor, this is this is the reason why we get you on this podcast. It's because you know there is thousands of men out there um, who are very, very similar to the three of us, uh, and telling our story just by that and telling our uh, our problems um, actually um, gets and raises the ears of a lot of a lot of uh, men out there who have the same or uh, similar struggles, uh, and we we want to be an inspiration to them, and with your expertise and your knowledge. In the in the industry, um, it's actually great to hear and great to have. I've never met a trainer who actually runs a class but spends individual time with each of his client. It's not for me. You don't run a class. It's 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 almost like a workshop. You will still text them clients during the week saying, "Oh, we're talking about this. Actually, I've seen you doing this. You could try this." And it's like having a one-to-one session, but you meet every morning for a cup of coffee, which is a cup of coffee is actually exercise. And that's what it's about, though, mate. It's about building something into your lifestyle. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. I, had it, I, I didn't realise how easy I was and lucky in my life. I had something that most people didn't have. I had my dad, who I saw training every day. I went training with him. So I've never had a battle of, like, going training. So I look at my... Like, say if I was going on holiday, the first thing I always pack is my gym kit. 
it's part of my lifestyle because it's been ingrained into me such a young age. And I don't understand how people don't have that. But then when you pull these barriers away, and that's why I'm really big on the barriers. What's a barrier to you training? Like, Ross, what's a barrier for you training? Stu, what's a barrier for you training? What's a positive of doing that? And once you do that for people, that's when you can open up and you start seeing changes to people. And that's why I do bang on about hashtag change the mindset because it is so true. I think there's one driving barrier for me. Um, and it's not happened yet. Um, but I think for me, it's uh, I want to play football with my son or daughter or whatever. I want to do a form of exercise when I have when I finally settle down and have kids. Uh, I want to keep my body abled until that point, and that's my driving force. Yeah, I think that's amazing, mate. That's all you need, isn't it? I think it's, no, it's, <laughs> it's nothing bigger. Life, it's not. It? It's not. I, 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 Stu and Ross will tell you this. I don't ever think about myself. I think about other people first. And I tell you one, one, one saying this, I think, I can't remember who said it, some, I had the last podcast or I read it or I've heard on something, the whole airplane scenario. When the player goes down and the airbags drop, what's the first thing you get told to do? Put yours on first. Put yours on first. Put the mask on first before you help others. And that is something that, like, it's been mentioned twice this week and it's proper wrong. And I'm like, do you know what? You help yourself first and in that way, you help others. 100%, mate. So, yeah. Right. Does that answer all your questions, lads? Or got you somewhat near somewhere there? Um, yeah. No, I've got a few more questions, but I think we're actually, we need a, a bit of a, a stopgap right now. And I think the lads have, uh, I think the lads want to show what their weight is. With uh, We've set a new challenge. Uh, and the challenge is uh, between Ross and Stu. Uh, and they are going to face themselves to see who can lose the most. So we're going to have our first official weigh-in. Are we going off? Can we just go over some, some rules of this? Go on. Some rules. So, Ground are rules. We off, are we going off percentage? The percentage. So when are we, when are we going to weigh in the next podcast? The, the, pod, the next podcast will be the weigh-in, yeah. Right, okay. So we're going to weigh in every podcast and see where we're at. Yes. Ross, can I just ask you? Did you put your did you put your shoes on before you asked for these scales? No, I actually took everything off. I, uh, oh, I've just sorry. got I've got a I've got a thin running t-shirt on, thin pair of shorts, and I took my slippers off as well. Okay, just checking. What, what, what have you got on, Stu? I've got my pajamas on me, so it doesn't get it doesn't get much less clothes than this. Pajamas quite heavy. Yeah, them like they're probably tweed, knowing him. <laughs> Lead. Um, right, so who's going first, gents? Well, I've just weighed in, so... What, what's your way in? I've weighed in. What's your way in then, lads? I'll write it down. Are we, are we doing... What we're doing, are we doing kilograms? Kilograms. Yeah, I can I can convert mine. Yeah. So I, I'm rocking in uh, just over 111 kilos. Okay. I'll just put 111. My... 111. Head on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm one. I'm one twenty. You're one twenty, Stu. Yeah. Right. Okay. Have you got a name for next podcast? What are you going to lose? I my first when, goal when is to be on. When is the next podcast? We'll try and do it weekly. In lockdown. Okay, so, so a week. So so we're recording next week. I reckon I can. I reckon if we get my house in there, I can do. I reckon it'd be one eighteen. 118. Yeah, I reckon. 
I reckon I can get to 109. How can I do two kilo this week? 109. Right. All right, lads. Bit of advice going back to the goal setting. You set yourself a goal there, a target. You should always action something straight away like you would do in any business. So what's your first action now going to be? Like plan your next session, plan your next meal. So before leaving the here now in the next five seconds, what's your next thing you're going to do to attack that goal? Well, I've got my running gear on, so I think I'll go for a run. Perfect. How far or how long? Can I answer that when I've done it? Because I don't want to set myself a goal and then not do it. So let's just... I want to go out and just enjoy my run. Good lad, like that. Perfect. Something about Stu, that's not like me. That's not like me. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. So I think it's a big step, mate. Let me know how you get on as well, mate. It'd be good to know you're gone. And it's gorgeous out there, isn't it? The weather's beautiful. beautiful. Go on, Stu. What's Stu's? Right, so what I'm going to do is, mine, mine is twofold today. Number one is I'm going to go and pick up my heavy bag from the garage. I'm going to bang in the back garden. So that's thing number one, because I haven't got any other weights. Um, and number two is I'm going to go for a walk run tonight. Brilliant. Ooh. Nice. What was your question, Rob? No, I was just um, probably just going out of my head. Okay, so yeah, um, when I go for a run, um, I never run the same route twice. I'll always either run it. I run it. Do you run the same route? No, I do the same ones. Yeah. Same route. Because I want to see, I want to see my improvements. Mm. That's what I mean. I, I, and I don't, and I, I find running the same route, I can half switch off to it because I know where I'm going. I'm not thinking, all right, where am I going to go now? Where am I going to not go? So I can just run. So I, I just kind of, yeah, I use that same, the same thing as a bit of a, oh, well, do you know what I mean? I know where I'm going. Like I say, if I ever go out for a run and I don't know where I'm going, I come out of, like I say, I go running through the park and I'll come off at a different way. Not, not saying that I don't do that. Um, I do that more when I'm doing my nice quiet runs and that's what I'll do today. I'll, I'll go out and run a new route today because I've got no pressure on myself to try and beat my time. Whereas if I've run that route before, I constantly, can't, no matter what I do, I constantly go back over my times and go, did I beat it? Did I beat it? Did I beat it? And I can't help that. I really can't help it. Um, so for me to go out and have a have a a nice, enjoyable run which is i'm trying to aim for that key going off the back of that corner um is i'm going to go and run a new route i'm going to go and run somewhere new i don't know how far it's going to be i don't know what distance don't know what time i'm just going to go and run brilliant mate that's awesome mate good stuff Stu, what are you going to do i'm going to run past my house and it might motivate me to get off my house <laughs> <laughs> uh right connor so i just want to get into i've, I've got a few questions uh, written down here that I've, I've been wanting to write uh sorry wanted to give you thank you FAQs. Uh, well, not really FAQs. Um, but, right, so firstly, just coming back into exercising at home under lockdown, um, it can be applied to other, other places as well. Um, people are watching a lot of videos uh, about um, what you should be doing and, and, and how to motivate yourself and whatnot. And, and I've often heard the term pushing yourself used quite often. Um, you know, what what is pushing yourself? Why do we have to push ourselves? What is pushing yourself? Is push do what have people got to understand about pushing themselves? How can you stop yourself from pushing yourself too hard or just generally achieving? I think pushing yourself is that, that is, was for Connor no, off. I know. No. Come on now. I know, but I'm I'm an expert now. I'm going for a run. <laughs> <laughs> I'm who's gonna give the right I, answer anyway. Go on, Ross, I'll back you, I, mate. I, thanks, mate. I'd say pushing yourself is anything. So like Stu just said, he needs some motivation to go and do something today. That's pushing yourself. 
That's what I'd say. I just think that's it's what. I just think it's built with a stigma of I've got to do something that's really got to break you know break a sweat. I've got you know burn so many calories. Surely it's it's um, pushing yourself is only relevant to each individual and what their goals are, what they can achieve. Like you know somebody who's one of the fittest guys in the world pushing himself would be completely different to somebody who's just starting out. So how do you know so I, I, when you're pushing I think yourself? Pushing it is a very overused phrase in the fitness industry. Like I say to all my guys, well done, you turned up today. Because there's four of us in this group and maybe only two of us training right now. Going to be four by the end of today, which is great. But sometimes just turning up is miles more important than anything else. Because most people get put off by that terminology. I've got to push it. But actually, just turning up is the key. So any weight loss goal has got to be done by turning up consistently. So pushing it doesn't really come into play. Pushing it is turning up, in my opinion. Do you opinion. think it's too, it's too much of a generic term, Connor? Oh, yeah, 100%. It's, I, I, I've noticed because I'm doing home workouts and I haven't got that interaction with people in front of me anymore. I've started saying push it because you start becoming one of these Mr. Motivator things. And actually, it's not. You've got to remember sometimes. You no. need to get the spandex out, Connor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get them bad boys out. No, no, stop my cup of tea, mate. But you do, and it becomes a general term. But just, it's more important. Like, I've got full respect for anyone in lockdown who gets up at 6 o'clock in the morning and does my classes live with me. And anyone who does them in the replay as well. Because it is, it is about turning up. And you will get everything you're looking for with your fitness and your health and whatever the why is if you turn up consistently. And that is the pushing it, turning up. For what most people want, push it is a term used for athletes, as in professional athletes getting paid, or young up-and-coming athletes. That push it then is when it needs to be raised. But for the general population, I don't even think that terminology needs to be used. That's, that's if that answers your question. No, it does, it does. It does because it's 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 now divided the, you know, the people who should be using it to the people that don't need to listen to it, don't need to hear it. You know, when you say yeah. push it, you know, but then it's like push it or push yourself. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's a term that doesn't necessarily just relate to during exercise. I think it can be a term that says, even for professional athletes, it can be a term that you know, if you're pushing it, you could be. It could be your preparation that you that you, you you're trying to hold. It could be your nutrition you're trying to hold, and that's on the obviously the professional side. I think pushing it can be used in other ways, as in you know, I've meal prepped. My nutrition's been spot on this week. I'm really pushing it. I'm really pushing myself. Um, I don't think it necessarily needs to be work harder. Yeah. During exercise. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. That's great. Right. Um. So. Moving on, obviously, Connor, uh, you're an absolute legend when it comes to reg- uh, exercising. Um, you've got a, a, a massive, extensive uh, exercises. I want to know what, when you watch a, um, an exercise video, like yourself live or whatever, or someone else's, what they don't really talk about is breathing. They, they'll mention it and they'll say, you know, you should be breathing this much to hold a conversation or what. What is the measurement of breathing? How do I know I'm out of breath? How do I know if I could carry on? I might be breathing heavy, but can I carry on? What's what's the importance of actually breathing? 
for an exercise because nobody talks about the importance of breathing. Well, you'd be dead, mate. I could do it in my sleep. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty good at it. I can do it in my sleep. But when it comes to exercise, no, but when it comes to exercises, I, I can do a three minute warm up and I'm panting. I'm like, oh my God, I've just done the warm up. What? I've got, and I've got a 20 minute exercise in front of me and I've just done the warm up and I'm out of breath. What? You know? I think to, to, to hone that question in a little bit more. So, one of the things, um, particularly when you start an exercise, is that people get a bit panicky when they get out of breath. When they when exercising and breathing becomes a little bit heavier, they can get a little bit panicky and be like, oh, I was, I was out of breath. Um, I'm just really how, how it's okay to be out of breath and also how to can control your breathing during exercise to try and limit the amount of panic that sets in as such. Okay, yeah. breathing is a big can of worms now. I know professional athletes that can't breathe properly when they're playing sports, like literally know that. So going back to the questions which I think will be related to you guys is breathing and when you're getting out of breath could just be a way of you measuring it, your fitness level. So say for instance you were training, you got out of breath after two minutes, you could say, right, I'm going to stop here. Next time I'm going to try and go till I get to the out of breath stage. It depends what sort of person you are as well. Like Ross might be the sort of person that has to go through that stage because that's what he gets a buzz from it. But most people, when they're starting, don't get a buzz out of it. Nobody likes to be the guy panting two minutes into a session and looking like they're going to die. <laughs> so to me, what I always tell people when they start training is, right, if you get out of breath, five deep breaths and the rule is after you've had them five deep breaths are you good to go if it's yes crack on if it's no i'm not good keep taking another five deep breaths and keep repeating that until you're ready to join back in but what you should do is measure that point where you're out of breath and see with time how that goes it should go up basically if you train on a regular basis that breathing will go up so the, the idea of breathing when you should breathe, it sh should always be about when you're training, again, going to science for you all, but the exhale is more important than the inhale when you're training, if that makes sense. So you should always breathe out and when you're doing the biggest exertion phase. So on a squat, it'd be on the way up. On a push-up, you should breathe out on the way up. If you're doing like a lap pull-down in a gym, you should breathe out on the way down, pulling the bar down. But the breathing thing is like a whole can of worms and it's a very individual based thing. Like I love feeling out of breath. It means I'm working hard. But at the same time, I don't want to be like, that's, that's too much. You've overdone it. Slow down, stop. <laughs> Get the breath back and then go again. Because there's a measurement that I often see that's, that's said is um, if you can hold a conversation when you're exercising, that's the measurement that you're actually, you actually can keep going. Now, what happens if you've got no one to talk to? What do you say to yourself? Used to, I, used, I used to have that. I used to call it the talk test when we were running. So if you're going for a jog, you just, like I, we used to do it when I was, I did my A-level PE, got going back 1998. Jesus. Slightly younger than him. The, the instructors used to come up to you and just start talking to you, just chatting to see how you were doing. So if you were there and you just carry on, you just hold a conversation whilst you were jogging along. Next thing you know, you, you're running up a hill. 
because <laughs> they used to do it to beast you. Um, and that's that's how they and I went. Yeah, I said I'm not speaking to you. So we quickly learned on that they used to call it, it was called the talk test. That's what we used to have. I don't know how relevant it is nowadays. Like I say, that is it's called uh, your rate of perceived exertion. And it's basically that's all it is, mate. It's a number from naught to twenty. And the reason why it's naught to twenty, it's very good at guessing your heart rate. So basically, say when you go out on a run, mate, and I'll say how hard does that feel? So one's like. You're lying in bed feeling nothing. And 20 is like you're panting, you're out of breath. You feel like your heart's about to pop out of your chest. So that number is actually linked to your heart rate with what you're talking about there, mate. So say if you were running, you went, oh, that feels about 15. If you had a zero on it and you had a heart rate monitor on it, your heart rate would probably be 150. Oh, okay. And that is what that's all about, what you're talking about, mate. And that's they will be able to guess your heart rate. Once you can do this consistently for six months and you know your RPE, you will know what your heart rate is. Like if I go out running, I have a game where I look at my Fitbit and go, I think it's about 14 and my heart rate might be 135. You don't even need a Fitbit. You can program it to just wire yourself to know it. That makes and where, where should your heartbeat be roughly when you're exercising? Is there is because I know you like say when you go on these machines in you go into the gym and it's got like the red green amber piece on when zones. you're going on you on you your running yeah. machines yeah and all that and they give a, a forty year old adult which I'm going to be in lockdown for my fortieth in a couple of weeks. Happy um, birthday, mate! Uh, so yeah, when I'm looking at that and it goes forty year old, uh, you should be running at 100, 130, 140 beats per minute when you're on a running machine, for instance, and then you're kind of in your, your, your amber-red kind of area. Yeah, so they call it a fat burn and a cardio zone. They're just gimmicks in all honesty, mate. Does it make a difference? Because I always think that. So if I'm running in my fat, fat zone, and I'm, am I going to be burning more fat in the fat zone than I am if I'm in the cardio zone? Sure you can sure. open a whole new can of worms here, mate, if you want. Yeah, well, surely the cardio is more intense, so you'll be burning whatever you're burning below, won't you? Add more. I would I would say that it matters on your uh, calorie intake and how much of a deficit you're in. And that's Man V Fat, gentlemen. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very corporate answer. It was. That, so you'll give that. It wasn't corporate answer. It was the right answer. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just asking because uh, I, I always think that if I'm doing, if I'm, if I'm working out harder, and I'm in that cardio or I'm in that kind of top end of my heart, right, I'll get, I'll, I'll, more the interesting way I look at it, right? If we all went out and did a five k, whether we walked, run, crawled, run, sprint, there's been science to prove that you will burn the same amount of calories no matter how you cover that distance. It's, oh, right. So, as long as you're doing it, that's when it becomes relevant. Does that make sense? So, yeah. if you went and walked 5k, granted, it would take you a lot longer than when you went running, but arguably, you would burn the same amount of calories. Not quite science to the point where it's if you went and walked and then run 5k, there's not that much difference in calories. And that's why people home in on, like people like James Smith and Neat think it's more important to go out walking. Do you know why? Because you'll keep doing it. <laughs> most right, underrated, right. most underrated exercise: walking. Love it. Yeah. Does that answer your question in a weird way, Russ, or not really? <laughs> yeah, 
JFDI. <laughs> Just fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, right, okay. So moving on, um, there's a lot of people who don't really talk about recovery into an extent. Um, so what, Connor, is your top tips for recovery? What, pe- what can people do, what can guys do around the house after the workout of the day that they've done? or any kind of workout, what can they do to recover themselves so they can make sure that they're going to go for the next time? To me, the recovery is more important about making sure your length of times training matches to your ability for where you're at. So it's about not overdoing it. Because what you don't want to do is have a recovery like Ross did, where he, had, where he was sore for three days and not trained. That's not good. Because I bet even if Ross would have done all the stretching in the world, all the foam roll in the world, at all the right stuff, he still would have been sore the next day. Arguably an ice bath, although they're debating about whether that's true now, um, wouldn't have made any difference if he'd have been sore. So I think it's, the recovery is more about the training being right to your ability. Things you can do recovery, though, is like make sure you do the right stretches. Make sure you're breathing. Make sure you get to bed at a decent time. Is miles more important than anything else. But that's why I say the big thing is recovery is about having a sleep pattern as close to the same all the time. Quick question around the, around the, the the recovery piece. Like say when I was now I don't know if I've got this right or wrong. Um, is I like say when I went and did my run and my my legs were burning and I've got all that lactic acid building up in my legs. I remember back to when I was training properly and I was I was doing well was I used to go for just a light jog the day when my legs were really heavy just and I used to find that it helped the next day as yeah. in it was just just getting rid of all that burning sensation I, I don't know if that's right I just found it that my personal way was if I've gone for a big run and I'm knackered I'd go for just a, a little three four five k yeah. um, and then I, I'd feel a hell of a lot better my legs wouldn't feel as sore anymore and yeah like no you're right mate so like when I play rugby but we don't play at the moment but when when you do on a Saturday if I don't do anything sorry on a Sunday if I don't go for a walk jump on an exercise bike I will still be stiff come Wednesday, even if I'm back training by Monday. If I don't go for a long walk, if I don't have a bath, if I don't have a protein shake, if I don't do these things, my recovery from the Saturday game can take till Wednesday. If I don't do my stretches, my foam rolling, getting a bath, and that's what works for me. But the biggest thing is I have to go for a long walk on Sunday after I played rugby. Just because my body's that stiff. So it's the same analogy with you with a run. You've got to get the body back moving because basically all your muscles are like cramped together. You need to get them back to its normal state. The quicker you do that, the better your quicker your fitness will be. I think that's very I think that's very easy to fall into right now because we're in confined space and those people can't get out, can't get out. And it's you know, you've got, you'd have that day off where you know, I've exercised yesterday. I've had that day off and then that, that day they've had off is the one where they start stiffening up and what they forget is it's a two-day rule for, for um, recovery. So on the second day, you'll always feel it harder than the first day. Well, I always do anyway. Um, and then on that, on that day when it should be a training day, they've gone, oh, no, I need to train tomorrow. And then that's when it falls out of pattern. 
So I think that's why the importance of recovery is to keep you going. So the other thing is with that recovery, going back to like I said when rugby is just go for a walk. Mm-hmm. And and what I would encourage people to do is say measure the stiffness. Like, okay, I did that training. I was stiff for four days. On day five, I'm okay. Do it again and see how long the stiffness lasts for. And I guarantee you it'll come down, but try and go out for walks. Just look to walk for 10, 10, 15 minutes every day. And that'll help with all the stiffness. Staying still is the worst thing to do. People that go into comas have people come in and move them because the body's lymphatic system has to be moving to be come into play. And that's what flushes all the rubbish out of your system. So that's why it's important to keep moving. Oh, wow. So the other thing I want to talk about quickly, I think I've got one more, I think and then we're going to pass on to, uh, I think, Quistory, if we've got Quistory, is, uh, well, two things, but one's dead quick. Um, listen, like listening to your body, you know, when you say like, injuries and things like that, what do they mean, listen to your body? How do I listen to my body? What What is it? So I, I always say to people is, so what is it that you feel? So my rule of thumb is, if it's a sharp shoot in pain, stop. <laughs> That's, that's never a good thing. That means there's an injury there. If it's like a burning sensation, that's okay to go through it. In theory, don't take any of this gospel. It's an individual thing as well. So that's what people mean, listen to your body, but they just don't explain it very well. I think that's where a lot of people fall short and when things aren't actually explained very, very well, and they'll just jump on the bandwagon and, and that's the stopgap. Oh, I felt yeah. the pain. They don't know what the pain is. You can't describe it, but they've stopped. Yeah. So I will say, is it like me getting my finger and going bang into you where it is and hurts like hell? Then I would say stop. Or is it just like I'm doing a Chinese bird? <laughs> like a sharp shooting pain will still hurt when you stop nine times. And like if it was if you hurt your ankle and you carried on walking and that shooting pain, it's still there in it. Whereas, you know, that burn you get when you're exercising, when you start, within five to six seconds, it's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. And then the other thing I would say to people is, like, listen to your body, like, your headache, you're feeling fuzzy, feeling the white dots, that's normally a good sign to stop as well. <laughs> You've overdone it as well. Yeah, so the listen to the body is a bit of a corny thing, and I think, you shouldn't teach people that until they've been training for years yeah. because it's just something that confuses people. <laughs> because this is what I've done. I've, I've I jumped on the YouTube before this um, podcast uh, in, in this week and I was watching videos and I was thinking, well, if I'm sat at home and I'm somebody who's never trained and I'm looking at these videos, I'm taking all this. There's a plethora of things that's just been soaked into my mind and I don't understand any of them, but I feel I do because they've explained it to a extent that they've, they've been able to talk about it. But it doesn't mean that I've understood it, correct, understood it correctly. I, I think what the problem is right now is, especially everyone at home is now watching home workouts. You've got anything from Joe Wicks to all these trainers. And then you've also got professional athletes that are now giving their home workouts. But they should be saying, this workout is for this sort of person. Because without being disrespectful, someone who's 28 stone shouldn't be going doing Joe Wicks' training program. No, if you land up dead. Exactly. 
so you need to find what's right for you. And I think that's the problem at the moment. There's a lot of people doing it, but you don't know who the right person is that they should follow or try and mimic their movements, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're doing it for the average person, say, but there's no average when it comes to exercise, is there? I don't think. No, and that they should explain this workout. Like I always say to people when I do my eight at eight in the morning, this is just for people starting out. It's just to get moving. We're not here to get out of breath. If you get out of breath, just stop. Come back tomorrow and see if we can get a little bit further along. My eight at eight is not designed for a professional athlete. It'd be a waste of time for them. They could do it for eight minutes and they could be absolutely on their arse, but that's not who I'm doing it for, if that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. That. I think you've explained that to a way that everybody listening to this is, is understood completely. Um, and if it's not, guys, just comment. Um, right, one last thing from me, Connor, before the guys other want to jump and ask you. How many last things have you got? No, uh, I said two, but I said one. Oh, yeah, you said that's about at least four last, last points. Listen, you've had half an hour of counselling on this podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't call me for anything. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I'm, 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 you know what? It's a good I'm, comeback, that to be fair, mate. This, this, I was looking for a title of this podcast. I'm just going to call it Ross's Counseling. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> right, so breaking this down. Last question, anyway. This last question, anyway. This last question, before I move on. Right, okay, so. I, I kind of know the answer to this, but or I think I don't answer to this, but I just want to put it out there. So to keep moving during the day, is it better or is it, let's say, better? Any advantage for me who sat at a desk or people sat at a desk working to do get up in the morning and before I start working, do 100 reps of something, press-ups, sit-ups, burpees, whatever, right, 100 reps, or during the 10 hours of a day, do 10 burpees or 10 press-ups on the hour? Is there any difference does it or does it do anything for you it goes back to the longevity thing mate so if you were to do them both and compare them over a long period of time you would get different fitness benefits i.e if you did the 100 in you'd probably be a bit sharper whereas the 10 person you might you'd get all the strength benefits probably more than that person doing it all in 10 minutes back to back they would probably be a stronger person, arguably. But it goes back to longevity. Which one are you more likely to keep doing? Every hour on the hour. For you, the, yeah. I couldn't think of anything worse doing on the hour every hour. I just want to yeah, go. It's just for me. It's just getting off that desk. I've got no. I've got. I can't walk around a garden. I can't walk on a flat. But if I go off a desk, and the first and hour, that's that. ups. The second hour, press ups. The third hour, burpees. Yeah. So I used to try when I worked into a gym, like there's, it doesn't make any difference. It's just long and short answer, mate. Right. But when I worked at a gym, I sometimes say, right, I want to do 21 sets today. I'll just do it over the course of the shift when, I, when there's no one in the gym or it's a bit quiet. I found I could only ever do that, maybe one shift, and I do it in one shift every six months. So for me, that, that process didn't work for me personally. Like, that might work for you, Roman. It might work for Stu. Ross might be like, I couldn't think of anything worse going every hour on the hour. And, nope. that, and that's the unique thing. That's why I say about, go back to fitness with people. 
you have to find your why and what suits you. Yeah. There's not one size fits all for everyone, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Right. So are we going to, have you done some quizdry? Quizdry? Do you know what? Um, we, were, we were having a little bit of a waffle before, uh, as I was super prepared and had my quizdry questions already. Like? Um, uh, Stu was showing off his brand new coffee machine. Oh, he was. So I, I was just going to go for the, uh, how many calories are in the coffees of Starbucks and Costa? A Costa coffee, flat white with, with whole milk. What, a flat white? With ho- Takeaway. With whole milk. How many calories? It's question one. Yeah. So question one is a flat white with whole milk. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, a latte Massimo whole milk takeaway. So Massimo is the largest ones, I think. Latte Massimo. The largest latte. Is largest it- Massimo. This is still Costa. Connor, this is for you as well. You better be writing this down. Well, you didn't tell me, did you? I didn't oh, know what Connor, was going Connor, on. Connor, this is a quistery. So- <laughs> <laughs> this is quistery, Connor. Well, I'll, I'll just, just tell you three. more. Isn't Quistery meant to be based around a story? Isn't that the, the point? Wait, the we've walked into Costa's and we're on the coffee oh, okay. off the coffee board. Because the thing is, the thing is, because the reason why I thought about it, right, is doing it this way, is I saw you having your coffee, right? And I was only having a conversation the other day is how much money I've saved by not being out, of the, out and about in the house. And it's things like buying a three quid coffee that are the things that I probably wouldn't think to two, two seconds about going out and buying. And I'm thinking, how many much money have I actually saved by not having me Costas or not having me Starbucks? Mm. Um, or especially as I'm on the road a lot, you nip in and you go, oh, I'll just buy this or I'll buy a bottle of water or uh, Greg's pasty or bacon butties. Greg's bacon butties are good. Um, things like that. So uh, that's how I actually thought about this one as well, to be fair. Is that, is that a decent enough story for you? Yeah, that'll do. You're always good on the fly, you. Pure bullshit salesman for you. I was about to say that. It definitely works in sales, <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, cappuccino. Massimo. I was large cappuccino. Yeah. Go for the whole the whole milk and then tell me what it is using using almond milk. Oh, is that question four? What's the what's the well, that's question three. Wait, was that not question three? I've done. Hang on, I've done a flat white. I've done a latte. Yeah. I've done a cappuccino. Yeah. And then a cappuccino with almond milk. So question question four is cappa with almond. Yeah, just to see what the difference is, and then just to be a a, a real interesting one. A large, large hot chocolate. A large, a, do- a double milk. large chocolate, hot chocolate, a large, large. No, just a large. Is that hot cho- cream of marshmallows? No, no cream of marshmallows. This just is hot just a chocolate, whole milk, Massimo takeaway, a large one. Okay. And just, just to finish, uh, a large chai latte, just because my missus loves them from Costa. A large chai latte with whole milk. All right, I got them. Well, I'm, okay. I'm probably way off. 
And I'll oh, go on then. I'll, I'll, I've got to do the last one. Oh, uh, just, you. I'm just doing three questions. You're on seven. That's for you, that's for you Ross. I'll give me that shit before. Is yeah, here we go. Last, last just one. Just last one. Last one. <laughs> um, an Americano. The maximum, the large calories in a in an Americano. Just a black the large one. calories. <laughs> the large calories. <laughs> right, I'm good. I'm good to go. Right, I can't remember where I started. Uh, where did I start? Flat white, home. Flat white. Thanks, mate. Up, At least one. Kinsella was prepared. How many calories? I'm going to Rom? Wait, what do you say, 95? 95. And you said, oh, oh my God, I think I've completely overshot this. I was going like 340. Yeah, in, a in a cost of flat white is 179 calories. What? Well done, Connor. Connor's got one. Nice. Uh, next, so I went to the latte, wasn't I? Whole fat, how much is in the latte? Two hundred. Two, two, three, five. Very precise there, though. Probably would say two, three, seven. The way you would go. Two, three, six. <laughs> you haven't written that down, Roman. Never in a million years have you written that down. <laughs> I wrote. I actually wrote eight hundred. I don't go coffee shops. Eight hundred. It won't cost a coffee. Um, Massimo latte whole is two hundred eighty-three calories. That's quite a lot on your drink, isn't it? Right. Reduce my answers by a third. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we'll go we'll go with Rom first. What about your cappuccino whole milk? Seven twenty. And that's reduced by a third. That's not reduced by a third. That's what I'm, I'm going by one to wrote down. I don't know I don't know coffee. I, I have the I have the Aldi caramel ones that are like one percent one calorie or two calories in them. Uh, okay. Go on, Stu. Uh, what was sorry was this one? Cappuccino whole. Whole cappuccino, a large one. Uh, one two five. No, it's above a flat white, but it's below the other one you just said. So I'll go around about one ninety. It's two hundred and twenty-three calories. So I was right. It was again. under it. <laughs> it was just. I never get the large ones because I just said it's screwing me right out. Right, I'm rethinking <laughs> my questions now. I think rethinking my answers now. Right right to say you're wrong, Stu. It's all right. <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 the, I'm the champion of this. I'm using pretty good. I won't mind. He's got the coffee answers right next to him as well. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cheat, isn't he? So the what about the the large cappuccino with almond milk? Almond, almond. I'm going to say that's. One eight four. Right, Roman. So the cappuccino. Why the don't you change your answer? I have. It's, I've just changed it. I've gone one eight four. But the cappuccino was two two five and gone cappuccino with almond milk. Yeah, that was full I full fat I, milk. I so it's gone, but it's yeah, less no, than it. I, I think the calories are slightly more around the same in almond milk. I don't think there's a massive amount of difference. I just think it's healthier. For a me. massimo amount of difference. Uh, massimo. So, nice. what was sorry? What was the cappuccino? The whole milk. Two, two, three. The whole milk was two, two, three. So, I'm going to say this is two hundred. I reckon around that's true as well. Well, I'm massively, massively surprised that using having a massimo cappuccino with almond milk is ninety-four calories. Is it? So I was close. That's how much I it was saves you. <laughs> I can't believe that. I, I didn't think it was that good, almond milk. I didn't think it was that. I thought it was around the same. Wow. I, I'm actually quite surprised by that, to be fair. Would you drink it? Here's on to the 
It doesn't no. froth the same though, does it? it it's not even it's nice. Got, yeah. It's not got that. So it's pointless, isn't it? It's pointless. I can't. I don't think it's. Po- Let- I don't think it's pointless, Connor. I think it's saving you a few calories. That's. It's not pointless. Yeah, but would you drink <laughs> it? Would you drink it? I'm a milk rules. No, if I want one. That in a cappuccino. I might have it in a latte where it's not as much froth, but. So come on, let's get on the interesting one: the hot chocolate, large hot chocolate, whole milk. See, I don't think there's many calories in this because it's all in sugar, and sugar's not really counted as calories. So I, I'm going to go. What? No, no, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> not... see, if you get, I wish you guys could have seen that video. Stu's just imploded. Right. <laughs> no. <'cause... laughs> I, I have. There's no calories in sugar. No, I said this. No, you <laughs> didn't say that. I didn't say <laughs> that, Stu. <laughs> I didn't say that. Well, it was close to it, though. Just what's your answer? <laughs> 154. Remind you told me this was going to be an hour's chat. Well, if Ross, yeah. if Ross didn't have his bloody council estate with you, you know what I mean? <laughs> council council estate. I'm going to say 320 calories. I'm going with 300. 537. How big's so large? How large? That was my original answer. <laughs> Five hundred and thirty-seven. How large is calories. a Costa Cup out of interest? I don't know. Six, I, I, hours, I, big. I don't know. Is it, is it sixteen hours or large? Like I don't know. What's that? Five hundred thirty-seven calories. You, it pushes you off. Right, there's, no, there's not. There's no calories in sugar, though. <laughs> 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 All right. What about your chai latte? All right. That's got to be left, hasn't it? Latte is more calorie prolific than most coffees, mate. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three, three hundred and seventeen. Seventy. <laughs> I think he just googled that. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I think he's. Fu- I think he's fucking miles out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Did you say large or a normal one? Ross. Large. A chai latte, whole milk. 173. Mm, 250. 521 in a car- in a chai latte. I actually, that was miles out, but I still won that one. My original, my original <laughs> was 480. You know what I mean? Should have gone with 521. And to, to top it all off, what's your Americano? Large. Zero. Zero. Because that's just, it's just a coffee, isn't it? Yeah. Black coffee, mate. Well, I'll go with shoe zero because he's so confident with that. 90. 12. 12 calories in a large American Americano. How much that? That's one of the things that they probably can record that as zero because it's so few. Yeah, probably. To put it. To put it into kind of some context, though, if you were to walk into Costa and you wanted a piece of raspberry and blackcurrant ripple whole cake, which does sound quite nice, you'd actually have less calories eating that than you would drink in a hot chocolate. So if you had both of them together, you'd be almost halfway through your daily intake of food for yeah, the day. Over a thousand, over a thousand calories if you had both of them. That's there you go. Just from your little, oh, I'll nip in for a snack. Yeah. Snack and a brew, yeah, thousand calories they, gone. They do present it quite well, though, don't they? Yeah, they do. So there's what is there? Let me have a look at a millionaire shortbread. You could have that for four hundred calories, which is nearly the same as your your latte. 
there you go. That's my quiz through for the week. Thanks for that. You seem to say that I won. Wait, what? Connor won. Yeah, yeah Connor won. Oh, we've got to let him win. He's a guest. You <laughs> 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 just you just ruined Tuesday now. He's not going to get that bag out the out the garage. Well, that's my thing. That's my thing. My thing is I'm, I'm good at shit like that, but the, the large roomy man. The large. <laughs> After this, mate, go and look at Regulus and see how close you were. I reckon I reckon at Regulus, I reckon it was pretty much bond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Hey, go on, go on then, Laura. Okay, let me give you a regular one. Uh, cappuccino Medio. Cappuccino Medio. What was it called? 115. 180. So it was 223 was the maximum. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go for 168. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Look how happy he is. Google that. Man. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. And I wouldn't mind. That's Stu's third place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlucky lad. Uh, no, I, no, I, no, I Stu. What would you drink? <laughs> what would you drink and where and tell us the calories and Ross will Google it. Don't look at your right, machine was, over there. Right, okay. I would go into, um, I would we'll say coffee because you must be on that page, and I would have a skinny cappuccino. And what, what size? Uh, medium. Just stay on right. coffee, mate. Don't start overcomplicating it. What's the calories? Yeah. Well, the calories, skinny, skinny cappuccino medium is about yep. 95. I reckon you might be right there. I'll go for 110. Roman's just going to go in the middle, isn't he? Look at him. He's Googling it. You can see it on his eyes. He's Googling it. <laughs> no, uh, skinny cappuccino medium. I, I keep trying not to look at the screen. I think it's I think it's gonna be around eighty-nine. Little cheat, he's Googled that. It's ninety calories. What and what? Look, look, that's good. got nothing there to Google it with. Right. You could see me, it was like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you could see in his eyes. He's still yeah. been defeated, Jan. Are we done? I think so. Yeah, gents, thank you very much for giving up your Sunday morning. Do you know we never, we never, we you still never did Tiger King. We'll go. We'll, we'll do oh, it next. Gotta be next episode. Gotta be next episode. <laughs> <laughs> we can do a full it's way too long. Well, we'll, <laughs> we'll give everybody a chance to catch up so we don't spoil it. Ross, you know why we didn't do Tiger King? Why? Because you owe Connor about fifty quid for your counselling session. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and on that note, we'll end it. Thank you guys for coming. Connor, thank you very much for giving up your Sunday morning to speak to us. I'm sure you're a very, very busy, man. Yeah, thanks very for having me. Cheers, mate. And uh, we'll check out, you can check out um, Connor's workout videos uh, on JC Fitness Online. JC Fitness Online. Yeah. Uh, also, and we'll, we'll, put, we'll post a link in the comments. Um, also, we'll be doing a couple more Mammy Fat Talks. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, the football. Ross, you should try the football one, mate. It's good. Okay. Give myself an eight out of ten for that video. 
Anything to beat Stu. I'm going for that. You could have a competition on that one. Sorry, we digress. How many turns you can do on it. It'll make sense when you do it. Yeah. Gents, thank you very much. Uh, listeners, thanks for listening. If you've got, if you want us to talk to anybody, give us a shout. You can get us at uh, podcast at manvfat.com. Also, comment on the Facebook page, Twitter, uh, Instagram, all the socials. We'll be back with episode 38 pretty soon because we've got not got much to do. So, I think these podcasts will probably ramp up a little bit. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Stay safe out there, guys.